Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, family? We are Terrell and Jarius, the host of Let's, Let's Go, Go there, there, where we will, in fact, Go there every single week. Every Wednesday in this podcast, no topics are off limits for us. We will be pushing ourselves and you to see different perspectives, challenging what you think you know, and have fun all at the same time. So listen, I want you guys to go ahead and buckle up because going there is going to be the ride of your life. See you guys next week. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and joining me today, I am so fucking excited. This is very long overdue, and I'm also, I think I know everything there is to know about Britney Spears, but you know me, and I know me, and you know your girl is probably way the fuck far off on many things. It is time to do a Britney deep dive with Jared Lipscomb. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, boy, hey. Hey, Taylor. Oh, my God. What? It's about time, damn it's it. A, it's about time, damn it. I know. Liz Cully, for those of you who listen to my daily show, The Taylor Trucker Show, know her as the Tuesday co-host, one of the Tuesday co-hosts. She um, has been trying to get us together for a million years. Bless her heart. But, Jared, I mean, you and I have a lot of mutual people in common Stassi Schroeder first and yes, foremost absolutely yes. we met I mean gosh I was doing her makeup and you were hanging out and then we became buds and yeah I mean she adores else? you oh my oh god oh my god I adore her she let me just say something really quick she got me when I was battling my leukemia she got me my iPad oh. engraved with a Britney Spears quote no. so I could keep researching the free Britney movement all the way back in 2019 and so that gift is so special to me because oh. you know I, I just adore stuff anyways keep going sorry I've already inter- interrupted no. your intro <laughs> interrupt me please I interrupt everybody it's called fucking karma okay so um and also uh, how are you feeling how is the health journey going you know I'm in remission I am wonderful post my diagnosis I am Fantastic. on the road to recovery recovery is bumpy it is good days and bad days but it's afforded me the opportunity to sink my teeth into some passion projects including you know some cancer charities that I love and this free Britney movement so it's been you know kind of a nice time to where I've been able to recover and 
just do other things and kind of, you know, that I wouldn't be able to do if I was so focused on working. Absolutely. So the, I guess the silver lining to, you know, the hardships in life for sure. Um, and then also, oh, we have a mutual friend in common. <laughs> you were actually just on her podcast this Tuesday. My fellow Dear Media family member and friend, uh, not going to be not fats, Amanda Hirsch. So um, we were a little nervous that this could potentially cause some drama. Same week, both have Jared on. But I told you, Jared, as long as she scoops it, before me, she's good to go. But uh, well, and, I, and it was so funny because I didn't realize until I did her show. I I self appointed my my position to her. So really, yes. I don't think there's any rules. You know, I just told her I was her man <laughs> on the ground for Britney, and she just accepted it. So, right. And now right. I'm telling you, I am your man on the ground for Britney, yes. and now you must accept it. <laughs> and my podcast always comes out on Thursdays, so Amanda will always scoot me, and everything will be fine. I always joke that, like, I'll post something on Instagram that's pop culture related, and Amanda will always be like, that was a million years ago. <laughs> I am literally the Caitlyn Jenner to her whoever, Kim, Kylie, anybody that that's cool and a girl in the Kardashian family. That's what she is. And I'm always Caitlyn Jenner. Like, hey guys, I'm just uh, a little late to the game. Like truly that is our relationship. So, um, but I know, I mean, listen, I feel like with Amanda, you did a super, super deep dive because you guys are both the authorities on all things Britney. I mean, essentially pop culture, the whole shebang. But for me, as Caitlyn Jenner, I sometimes just need really the basics. So that's what we're going to do here today. I know that you were actually at last week's hearing. So actually, by the time this airs, will it have been last week's or two weeks ago? Um, it will be just last week. Just last week. Okay, amazing. And um, like you were literally in the courtroom, correct? In the courtroom, Holy yes, shit. I was there. Um, but there, there's just so much I want to talk about in regard to Brittany. I did a solo podcast, like basically an, an ode, an apology to Brittany because I've worked in media for a really long time and I mm -hmm. was definitely a part of that machine that was like when she was like, you know, attacking the paparazzi with the umbrella with the shaved head, that like sad iconic picture of Brittany and then the VMAs where she performed Give Me More and it was like so heartbreaking. I was covering all of that and quite frankly, probably not in the nicest way humanly possible. So mm -hmm. I just had a moment where I was like, I have to like, at least from my own soul like a give of a public apology to Brittany because and I can't remember anything specifically that I said that or did but I just remember the general tone and the way that we were approaching covering Brittany and it was inhumane it was it was disgusting absolutely absolutely so but I haven't really ever broken down what's going I think the last time I had somebody on the podcast talking about Brittany was Heather McMahon literally oh when, wow okay yeah so we're talking like two years ago yeah. so this is this is about time I have to ask you first and foremost though Jared how did you become like a Brittany expert well, you know, part of it was the coincidence of my diagnosis and uh -huh. having a lot of free time. And like I said, the handy dandy iPad, yes. because a lot of this work of the free Britney movement was an online research type thing. I will say I have been a free uh, Britney Spears fan for obviously I'm a gay boy in my thirties. So <laughs> since I was, since, you know, I got the CD of hit me baby one more time back when I was like nine years old or something. Right. So, um, obviously I've been a fan forever. Um, I kept up and I actually related 
dated with Britney during the quote breakdown era. That's when okay. I became a super fan of hers with the Blackout album. And I thought, thought she was almost giving us like this postmodern Warholian experience where she was going out with Paris Hilton. And I viewed it all as this very meta kind of like commentary on like, you know, whatever. And so I really like admired, I admired her and Lindsay and Paris for just being themselves and being out there. And then I remember kind of the breakdown happening and there has always been a suspicion within our within the deep like the the hardcore fans there has been a suspicion my co-host of my podcast she was wearing a free britney t-shirt in 2009 no absolutely for the circus tour so we knew as soon as we saw that documentary that came out her redemption documentary on for the record that was uh, aired on mtv yeah um yeah which that Yes. 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 Yeah. So that tragedy, that sadness that she was talking about at the time, everyone assumed she was talking about the people she had been surrounded with in the life prior to like the mess. But it turns right. out we now realize everything she was talking about was the constraint she had been in from the conservatorship. I actually can't believe that her dad and the and the conservatorship allowed those quotes to be said during that doc because I they they show a couple of clips from that doc in the brand new Netflix. I mean, there's so many Britney docs out right now, but the newest one is Britney v Spears mm-hmm. on Netflix, and they were flashing back to a couple of those moments, and I was like, holy shit! I can't even believe Jamie let her say those things in the moment, and and like it's just it's so wild what we overlooked for so many years. So, but you guys, so. For me, Free Britney has, in my mind, it has like two tiers. It's like what's happening like literally right now, maybe in the last six months or so. Well, I guess I would say, what was it, June 23rd of this year was when she was... Mm-hmm. Was okay. when she gave her big testimony. So for me, that's when I was like, oh shit, this shit is real. But I remember like maybe uh, two or three years ago, it felt like there was the initial push for the Free Britney movement. I was invested in it. I kind of thought it was conspiracy theory. I lost interest and then of course came back around again mm-hmm. um, with fervor. But you're telling me there was actually probably many many more tears of the free britney there were many tears yeah so i was starting to be suspicious like i would go to vegas and i remember getting yelled at by her security guard i was in full drag because she looked at me and he came running over being like if you do anything else and i was front row at her concert that i paid you know hefty dollars for and he came over and said what did you say to her and i was like excuse me i'm cheering at a concert and he says if you do anything else i'll kick you out and i so i just had to stand there front what? row in full drag and so and this was like 2014 at her vegas residency and there's always these things like i still was supporting the the you know her business model or whatever like going to concerts and stuff yes. but there's this always this weird feeling that something was amiss and we always knew it and i think when she was when she disappeared from social media canceled her residency blamed it on her dad being sick then her dad right. was spotted fishing then right. she disappeared and then she reappeared in a mental health facility that she claimed she wanted to go to and then said you know two years later she was forced into it so i mean it was just this build, slow build up so yeah i mean wow. it's kind of all over the place you can jump in at any point but it has been a movement for a long time Damn. I mean, I was like OG. So as a closeted, even to myself, um, soon to be late in life lesbian, I was also a massive fan of Britney. And I remember I like went to Walgreens and got her single baby one more time. And um, 
Autumn Goodbye was yeah. the bonus track, which is the greatest <laughs> song ever. And I would stay, stay, I would be in my room just singing Britney by myself. I was a diehard fan through high school and it got really huge, like Slave for You in college. She was the reason I went to the gym at Corona the Treble. And then I remember I was going to, I was like getting tickets to go to concerts um, during the whole K-Fed thing. And when she busted her knee and had to cancel that tour. Oh, and yeah. So I was like, in my 20s, I'm aging myself now, when that was going down, like, I remember getting, like, this decoupage, like, weird, like, um, inquirer rag magazine, like, decoupage purse that I was planning on wearing to the concert. And then it was like, oh, she, the concert, the, the, it's, the tour's done, she busted her knee. And that's, I, I started to get angry with her. I was, like, one of those, I guess I was a troll without, you know, social media at the palm of my mm-hmm. hand. But I was like, Okay, so she's going to let a dude, like, just, like, cancel this tour. So what was happening at that time? Was that, like, K-Fed stuff? Was it the beginning of, like, her mental, you know, breakdown approaching? Was it her dad already getting control at that point? I mean, that's got to be, like, circa 20. That's got to be, like, 2001-ish, 2002, maybe. Yeah. Oh, even later. Damn. K-Fed's 2004. The divorce, I think, was, yeah, around that time, or when they met. Um, Around that time, when she stopped the Onyx Hotel tour, she busted her knee, never got to release Outrageous, and then met K-Fed and filmed the show Chaotic, obviously, whilst on tour. Yes. Um, They, you know... The thing about Britney is she has been controlled before the conservatorship. Okay. And a lot of people believe that this, that, I mean, she did injure herself. That was not a made up thing. But a lot of people believe she was ready for a break. And even according to just different sources, you know, I mean, even her mom's book, which you can take as, uh, you know, as literal or fictional as you want. And her book that she co-wrote with her mom, like they, you know, they, they mentioned Britney needing a break. And I think that's what it was. And I think the public, outcry was she had been polished and perfected to us so much and we know we don't like to see our women in any other light than the ones and even even when they are presented in a light it has to stay so narrow that if they shift just a little bit out of that light we don't like it and i think that's all britney wanted britney wanted a fucking break yeah um you know her manager who she fired after she finally got her break uh larry rudolph was brought was one of the only people brought back in to her conservatorship so i think that's very telling about his uh ethics and also to know all the people who say like this is a big hollywood scheme to like plan like this is the inner workings of hollywood it's really not because her manager larry rudolph was a low low grade entertainment attorney in like new jersey when she was 13 years old and found her yeah so So everybody's riding her coattails everyone who's been who's made her business happen or she's made everyone's business happen. No one has come into her except the record company. Obviously they discovered her jive and they're the only ones who are just kind of like, you know, like, okay, where's the album? Here's another album. Like they're, they're not really involved, but yeah, so it's been going on for long. So the K-Fed stuff was obviously, and we forget how young she was at that time. She was probably 23 or 24. Yeah. Cause so was I, we're about the same age. So, so was I, that's wild. And you forget that cause she's such a, I mean, global pop star icon sensation that you I feel like we always age and expect and, and our expectations go up with these huge celebrities here's a question in the story of Britney Spears who are the good guys if any and who are the bad guys because that's something that I really can't quite figure out and the more I consume and the more I watch the more I talk about it I'm like I think is everyone a bad guy is she actually the only victim like 
I just need kind of like a playbook of the yeah. characters we're working with here. Well, it doesn't make matters easier, Taylor, because half of them are named Sam and the other half are named <laughs> some form of Janie or Lynn. So it doesn't make things easy. I can I'm tell dead. you that. Um, but it seems to be Brittany was, Brittany had no one aside from Felicia, Fifi, yes. who has been making the rounds in the documentaries. And it's very telling, uh, you know, I, I, I am partial to the New York Times documentary because it did actually benefit Brittany in court. It was less exploitative in my personal opinion mm -hmm. um, since it was mentioned in court and actually utilized as part of Jamie's suspension, which we will get to, yes, um, as opposed to the Britney versus Spears documentary, which was came out the night before court. So it couldn't really yes. do any, you know, it was more, I, I found it a bit more exploitative, although okay. there's always info in there. But one of the most telling things about it was Brittany had no one she could trust. Wow. And it really looks like, I mean, we're trying to get a, uh, what is that called? Where you, you know, the people in her life pre uh, conservatorship, Adnan and Sam Lufty are on yeah. a redemption tour. Are they good guys or no, are they, they bad are not guys? good guys. They okay, are not good, good to guys. know. Because they definitely are trying to angle it as such. And so I'm sitting there going like, wait, I thought they were bad guys, but I guess I have to question everything I thought because of the conservatorship. But like, yeah. who is good and who is bad? So... Felicia Fifi is like the only one that we can really trust. I mean, it seems to be that way because if you look at that era when she was when she was so struggling with Adnan and Sam Lefty in the documentary, do you think they were looking out for her best interests? No. I mean, and it feels very to me. It just feels like these people are clearing their name before all everything is leaked. I feel right. like that's what we're getting a big wave of people who want to clear their name before she's free because she's going to finally have the authority to say, "Here's what happened." Is she going to? Is there going to be a tell off? Like, what do you think is the future for Britney taking control of the narrative of all of this? I mean, they have said time and time again that Britney wants to tell her story. Her attorney has said uh, at the hearing last week when he came out and spoke to the press, he said Britney wants to tell her story in her time. Um, she has mentioned at the end of that documentary for the record, they said, you know, are you, they referenced her whole life story. And she said, one day I'm going to have a very mysterious book. And, hmm. you know, she, she's also references on her much, uh, you know, confusing, confusing Instagram. She's referenced yes. wanting to share her story. So it's, it, it seems like she eventually wants to, but the most, the free Britney movement, what we kind of go off of is what Britney says from the testimony because that's where we hear her voice unfiltered and uncontrolled. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by My Fitness Pal. My Fitness Pal has been my pal, but now it's like my BFF. Here's the deal. Finding the motivation to work out and eat healthy has always been a struggle for me. I'm always honest about that, but that's different now because I've got My Fitness Pal. It is like a whole new ball game. I also thought it was just for counting calories, but it's not. My Fitness Pal actually teaches you about nutrition, fitness habits, and helps you create create new ones that you're gonna stick to. What's more motivating than that? My favorite thing about MyFitnessPal is that it is not a rigid diet plan. Instead, you gradually learn from personalized data that works for you. And if your version of healthy looks different from mine or someone else's, it's totally okay. The whole point is helping you find the best path for your goals. I went on a psycho diet right before my wedding because I was in dire straits to lose weight really, really fast. I knew it wasn't healthy. And of course, the second the wedding was over, I've like gained it all back. It's just not sustainable. My fitness pal is. It needs to work within your life. Otherwise, you're not going to do it. So I've always loved my fitness pal. Holds me accountable. I can kind of like journal my food, but my fitness pal premium membership, I have one and it is 
epic. I get custom tools and expert guidance to help me reach my personal health goals my way. App customization lets you choose the right settings to help you meet your individual goals. So if you're into macro tracking, low carb, I like that, heart health, etc., you can stick to it more easily. And premiums, deeper nutritional insights help you discover which foods fuel you best. So I have to tell you about my aha moment. I always have aha moments using my fitness pal app. I had an aha moment when my sleep was improving because I'm using the app. I had an aha moment when I realized my mood is being boosted. But my aha moment this week was with the meal scan feature. Oh my God, it's so amazing. So for me, accountability is the most important thing of sticking to like a healthy routine. And if there's too many steps to get to that end goal, I kind of tend to not do it. And if I'm not journaling or not keeping track of something, I'm going to cut corners. I'm going to cheat. And eventually I'm just going to fall off. Well, not with meal scan. For example, I just ordered myself roasted sweet potatoes and then a chicken Caesar salad dressing on the side because duh. And rather than having to go through and like look through and find the right things and like figure out, oh, well, yeah, it's a salad, but it doesn't have the dressing on it to like find the right calories. All I had to do was take a picture of it. Yes. It identified roasted sweet potatoes. My brain's exploding. And with my fitness pal, you're not in it alone. You have access to guided daily workouts and meal plans written by dietitians and exercise scientists, plus support from other members with shared goals and experiences. I'm telling you, my fitness pal does way more than just count calories. Get the support you need to meet your health goals. Unlock all the amazing things my fitness pal can do, like I did. So start your premium membership today. Go to taylor.myfitnesspal.com and use my code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, to get a one-month premium membership for free. Yeah, they hook you up with that premium good good. That's taylor.myfitnesspal.com. Let me spell it out for you. T-A-Y-L-O-R, my name, Taylor, dot my, M-Y, fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S, pal, P-A-L, dot com, and use that code Taylor for a free one-month premium membership. Taylor dot my fitness pal dot com. And now to the podcast. I swear to God, guys, we're going to get to the court hearing because I mean, yeah, the fact yeah, we that you will. are actually there is insane, but I do just have to hit, I'm going to say something and don't get mad at me. I love Brittany, okay? I haven't, I'm not as, I'm... I don't deserve as many accolades as somebody like you, okay? I definitely was like in and out of the Free Britney movement. I got mad at her maybe with like when she needed me the most as a fan. But I will say like I am a Britney Spears stan. That being said, hearing Britney talk on June 23rd, 2021 was like holy fucking shit. It was almost like a gut punch because I was like, oh my God, I've been sitting here thinking that she, you know, has serious mental health issues or Mm -hmm. that she's like kind of lost her way. So to hear her speak in that courtroom was so jarring because I was like, oh my God, Britney's a fucking boss bitch. Britney's a fucking person. Britney is intelligent. Britney is strong. And that was counterproductive or counterintuitive to everything I thought about Britney for so long. Even when I was dying for Britney to slave for you, I still wasn't like respecting her as like an adult mm. strong woman. Does that make sense? Yeah, she you're was, like, this girl can really dance. Like, you know. Yeah, she's really sexy. She's really hot. Like all these things. But I it just, it never occurred to me that like she was, she was like choreographing everything and like Mm -hmm. actually really behind the music it kind of felt like I guess my perception of her was I loved her but like she was kind of a bit of a puppet do you know what I'm saying yes a lot of people sorry if I'm being offensive I just like I'm trying to express honestly what I was thinking that was the first time in maybe forever I saw her in a completely different light her Instagram also totally um contributes to that idea of her being this like little girl uh teenager trapped in an adult woman's body she stunted kind of a narrative so with that being said, 
now seeing Brittany being strong and like when she when she said in the courtroom, um, God, when she said, I didn't just do good at my job. I under the conservatorship. I didn't do just good at my job. I did great. Yes. I'm fucking great at my fucking job. It's like yes. you are fucking great. You are a fucking boss. You are a fucking icon. You are so smart and strong. Holy shit. So where <laughs> Has this Britney always been there? Did this did she grow into this version of Britney under the conservatorship? Um, you know, does the Instagram? Am I just crazy? The Instagram doesn't really reflect that Britney. Instagram Britney doesn't even look the same as courtroom Britney. So or sound the same or anything. So yeah. why is there that disconnect? And am I off? No, you are not off. You are okay. very attuned to what we're all noticing. Now, here's something I. Uh, let me just get uh, actually i always do this where i jump ahead and then jump back let me just start from the beginning where you asked we believe and we have confirmed that her instagram was at least partially managed by the conservatorship and okay. we do know from the hulu documentary that her phone and all the photos on her phone were shared on a cloud with her conservatorships wow. now we do not know the inner workings of what is going on with her social media posts but it is entirely within the realm of possibility to post on britney spears's behalf post unflattering pictures yep. post weird captions that make weird. one seems crazy one seems crazy to try to sway public opinion because yep. a lot of this has played out in the court of public opinion whatever yes. the fuck that means right and it you know but it's but it it is a it is a weird tactic that they have been utilizing since she has um completed the first Vegas residency and wanted to take a break and, you know, and turn down the domination. I too had a friend who I won't disclose her information because she, you know, doesn't, has not come forward and had a low, low level job with Brittany. And in 2013, 2014, Brittany was posting on her own Instagram. I do wow. have that confirmed. Um, I'll tell, I mean, I have it confirmed. So, right. uh, so she did have access at one point to it. And if you remember back in like 2013, 2014, the Instagrams were her and her boys. They were more normal. Her running yeah. around with her boys. She was having fun. It wasn't until this 2018, 2019, where we start to get this really, where we get the repeating pictures, these weird cryptic captions. The walking and then the, back and forth. like And the, the forced videos too, where, yes. where she answers the questions in the baby voice. And to me- And the baby, what's the baby voice? I mean, what's to me, that's just trauma. After hearing how abused- okay and scared she You're was right. by her father and especially being in the courtroom last week and hearing Matthew Rosengart her attorney say over and over he said three words that Jamie Spears her father had to listen to he said he is abusive cruel and toxic he said it no less than a half a dozen times wow. Jamie Spears had to listen every single time and um he and and the point is she has been dealing with that for 13 years we now know thanks to these documentaries the torture imagine if every conversation you've had was being bugged and so then when you try to secretly do something you, it's like how is this being thwarted you are what a mind fuck that's like the saw movies so is jamie spears going to be facing criminal charges i got so hyped up in uh after court because everyone was asking that they you know one of the reporters said we ever all the fans were shouting jail for jamie outside do you think jail jamie will face jail time and he said there is he believes there is sufficient evidence for there to be a law enforcement investigation that will um not just be able they referenced her saying she wants to sue her entire family and he right. said it would be more than just suing and 
Yeah, and he said it will be involve law enforcement and criminal, criminal, uh, you know, criminal, whatever that is, criminal court. So, wow. So it, there is definitely that is in the realm of possibility, which is why so many people have been jumping this ship, and why Jamie just tried to can't you know terminate it all. Damn. Oh my God. There's so many questions. I feel like I need to have you on a million times in a row to even get <laughs> there is close. a lot to the for, yeah, there is a lot to it. Okay, you're gonna have to come back for sure. So let's let's okay, let's okay. go to the courtroom. Yes. Because I also want to go off on a, a a tangent about like because well, wait a second. Hold off in the courtroom for a second. Okay. So Jamie According to documentaries I've seen and stuff, Jamie was like not really in her life. I listened to a podcast a while ago, maybe like eight months ago, and it recounted things that we already knew about, but it was like it just took a slightly deeper dive into things that you were like, oh, shit, I never knew that. So according to this documentary, Jamie was like a bad dude in town. Like everyone knew it, drinking, like gambling, money troubles, and just kind of like an unfit parent is allegedly, according to this podcast. No, he was abusive to his wife and allegedly abusive to the children. Okay. And of course has a restraining order against his grandson right now to this day. Right. Exactly. So so it is full. It is confirmed. Uh, This isn't really alleged. A bad dude. He's a bad dude. And so, but he wasn't really involved, hyper-involved when Britney was really popping off and gaining popularity. And so it's like, how the fuck did he get back in? And Mm -hmm. when did he get back in? And where was Lynn? I mean, and there's, I've had theories that maybe Lynn's, well, like you said, it's confirmed that he was abusive. So it's like, well, yeah, Lynn's a victim. Jamie Lynn's a victim question mark. Yeah. I mean, like, she did grow up in the same environment. So if if we're to believe Lynn Spears, her mom is a narcissist stage mom, then right. it could be very bad. Now, if we're to believe Lynn is just also a product of abuse, which could very well be the case, and she's yeah. fearful of her ex-husband, you know, because she was she was in court. She is the only one paying her own attorney's fees. Wow. Um, so that does say something, that does speak something, but it also doesn't outweigh the 13 years of silence from her end. So it's confusing. Yeah. And again, we won't know until Britney speaks out and what Britney has said about her family was that she wants to sue them all. So I have one more question that makes me nervous. Okay. Do we, cause we, I don't want to diminish mental health whatsoever. You no, know what no, I mean? No. And Brittany's kind of been the poster child for, for a long time, which I think was a tactic of the conservatorship. But I also think that there's some truth to it too. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just consuming the narrative that they want me to consume. But like, is Brittany mentally fit to give us an accurate depiction of what happened in her life. Oh, I would say absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I good. would say absolutely because here's the thing is she has got a team of people in place who are monitoring her. And in court, it was revealed that the psych the psychiatrist that she sees regularly, yes. who has been her longtime psychiatrist, also signed off and said it was in her detriment to her mental health capacity to have Jamie Spears one more day be her conservator. So that's why the court was the battle between ending the conservatorship right then and there last Wednesday versus suspending Jamie right there and there last Wednesday. Right. And so that was the two battles. And weirdly enough, Jamie Spears, who fought so hard for this conservatorship, was the one who wanted it just to go away right then and there. Huh. Interesting. Because, well, the thing is, it's like chicken or egg, right? So was the conservatorship there genuinely because of her mental health struggles or did her mental health get really bad because of the control that then eventually turned into the conservatorship? Hmm. That's a good question. I would say, I mean, she was definitely having a rough time prior to the conservatorship. Right. As 
I, I mean, I think as anyone would, I have I had several ser- near, me- you know, breakdowns after my cancer diagnosis right. where, you know, I have mental, I have PTSD. I mean, that's the thing about it is like, I have so many mental health issues and I have to s- spend days where I can't go outside and I don't need a conservatorship, you know? Exactly. And, and so that's why I think she does probably have, I hate to speculate, but she, I mean, I was in court and they referenced her psychiatrist, they referenced right. her mental health. So it is something public. She's not embarrassed to mention it. So right. I think she has mental health issues like any normal adult. I probably, yes. I would imagine she has excessive PTSD from the conservatorship and from not being able to trust anyone. And also they messed with the dosages of her medicine. That was one of the biggest revelations is that she was given more stimulants on the day of work. And I'm serious, someone who takes about, still takes about 10 pills a day. You don't change your dosage based on what you're doing that day. No, that's insane. And your security guards don't give you the medicine. Sorry, that's not their job. So it's, I mean, no, she has been, she has been a used and I think I think you're right I think even before the conservatorship she was being controlled and overworked and abused I mean I think that that happens with a lot of people especially in Hollywood you know so. yeah and that's where the Hollywood aspect comes at is where we we want to use these people and and I think people just get greedy and that's what you know I'm hoping her future looks so bright you know I mean we're yeah. planning for termination on November 12th so they're planning for her to be free November 12th okay so let's go to the courtroom so okay. how did you first of all how did you even get into the courtroom <laughs> well it is you know it's public court once right. they opened the court um, up to the public when Brittany says you know I don't want this to be a secret I'm not anyone's yeah. dirty secret they opened it up to the court and the free Britney movement we are connected it is just a system of you know like a lottery system of ticketing kind of uh-huh. and we uh, um, you know, they, tr- uh, they trust me to go in and, and to take notes and to stay the entire time. Amazing. And we need to have people inside. There's only 65 seats in that courtroom. So we need to have people in there to, um, you know, to, to be able to bring back exactly what happened and to notice not just the big news, but like the little things and any details and stuff. So I was kind of nominated me and a couple of other advocates, of course. And uh-huh. I was one of those chosen to go in <gasps> and, um, yeah, so it was, you know, it was crazy. I also had the gumption back in 2019 before my diagnosis and before COVID, I wandered in at a free Britney rally. I just was like, I have to pee. I'm going to go in the courtroom. And I went in and I ended up in the courtroom, sat down, was freaking out being like, Oh my God, Britney came in and they kicked us all out. And so to see this full circle moment of now that she can speak freely and, and everyone is, you know, it's just so wild, but yeah, inside the court, the most devastating thing was the check-in because you just hear all the attorneys rattling off from the zoom call and you just know every single one of them is being billed by, on Britney's dime. Just oh, more God, money. How much money do you think she spent just that day? I mean, and they and they just kept going and go. It was oh. probably, you know it was a three hour court tri- or a hearing too. So, yeah, I mean, it was just it was wild. Her attorney um, th- said James needs to be suspended. It's in her best interest right then and there. She cannot wake up tomorrow with her father as her conservator and his attorney did everything. I mean, she was throwing spaghetti at a wall, trying to get anything. Let's do a continuance. Let's have a hearing in another 30 days. Let's do. (sighs) And he fought so hard and he had the, you know, like I said, the backing of the psychiatrist, the backing of all these people who have been supporting James Spears this whole time. And that's when you realize there's some inner fighting amongst the conservatorship. Well, that's the thing too. It's like, and, and so the reason why the conservatorship has been in place for so long and all all these people are involved is straight up money, right? That's money. It. Money. Let me that just is it. put it this way. At the end of the hearing was 
the, in the middle, she made the ruling that Jamie was suspended. And that's when we were celebrating because he was out and there was nothing else. The second half of the hearing, her court appointed attorney of the past 13 years chimed in at the end and said, oh, I'm here for my fees for the past three years. What, what Andrew Wallet? That's his name. Uh, the other one, uh, Samuel Ingham. Andrew Wallet was the uh, was the the uh, estate manager who quit last year. Uh, Ingham was her court appointed attorney for the past thirteen years, who has done nothing to terminate the conservatorship. Can all of these people rot in hell, or like <laughs> at least go do some jail time? She's gonna, she best be suing all these motherfuckers, right? Yeah, I mean it's. It's going to be like, I feel like they've set it up where James Spears is going to be the scapegoat. And that's what he was trying to avoid uh, on Wednesday of last week. And it did not work because now he has to turn over his files, which is what they were trying to avoid. And even after the judge made her ruling, his psycho attorney was like shocked and was like, you mean we have to give all the documents from all the years? And the judge was like, yeah, hun, yeah. that's the concept of giving over documents. Do you think, I, I, I wonder, at what point was Jamie Spears, like, trying to just make money off Britney and it was all greed? And then at what point do you think he was trying to keep this conservatorship going because he knew that once it was over, he was fucked? Gosh, I think that probably had to start happening back, like, when she did X Factor. Like yeah. when they, you know, like in between that X factor business, because that was another rough time. Um, I've spoken to, you know, people close to Brittany and they, she had a similar um, outburst, but this time it was completely under the control of the conservatorship, proving that the conservatorship really didn't help her mental state no. whatsoever. I, no. I mean, we can prove that from her own voice and from the, the whistleblowers who have come out. Damn. Okay. So that's I mean I'm like I'm like have goosebumps I'm overwhelmed with emotion yeah. this is insane so this is so we this really is a time to celebrate like what just happened in the courtroom Brittany is free hashtag free Brittany is she free she is not we as like the free Brittany movement wants her out of her conservatorship completely period and a story yes. yes and her attorney is uh has a pl plan in place and the judge agreed to it and so on November 12th we fully accept expect a uh, complete termination. Wow. There is the possibility, the slight possibility that the judge will, will extend it because both the, the temporary conservators who are in place are set to expire December 31st of this year. So even if between November 12th and December 31st, if they have some sort of plan to kind of get the finances in order and everything, but no matter what, the conservators are set to expire December 31st of this year. So wow. we are expecting great outcome the uh one of the great things about being in the court was matthew rosengart her attorney would say you know if the judge will sign off on it we will terminate on the 12th and she seemed to she said okay i can we can schedule this hearing for the 12th and we'll follow up the fee hearing in december which by the way is the first time they're prioritizing britney spears the person right over Britney Spears, the money. The estate, and exactly. And Matthew Rosengart, which we were kind of on the fence, like he's a big wig attorney. We were kind of on the fence about him, but he said point blank in court. Someone was like, oh, I can't make that court date. And he said, with all due respect, I'm sure you can send an associate. This is an important court date for my client, wow. Britney Jean Spears, not for your finances. Wow. And that's when I was like, still people business. are dragging their fucking feet to just squeeze a little extra money out of her. Oh, absolutely. They're disgusting, Ugh. vile people. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Way. I don't know about you, but there's nothing more freeing to me than getting a fresh start, like hitting that reset button. I just did it this weekend with my wife. 
we were like, we have to organize something in this apartment. And we were like, the closet's just way too overwhelming. So we did the coat closet in the front. It literally wouldn't close. There was just so much junk in there. So much crap we've accumulated since we moved in. And I don't know, new season, new lot on life. So we went through it throughout like dingy coats. And now it's just so like organized and bright and shiny. And ah, oh, there's like literally no better feeling. And that's because it's really refreshing to hit the reset button every once in a while. You need to do it for your mental health, like literally. But returning to the baseline, it's not just for like home organization. No, no, no. You need it for your hair too. I know you're like, wait, what? My hair? Yeah, you heard me. Your hair, and I just learned this recently, actually does need a reset. And you can get it done with the clarifying detox shampoo from Way. So in case I haven't mentioned a gajillion times, I got married this summer. And um, it was just really rough on my hair, doing hair trials. Also, I've developed some pretty bad habits from working from home of like not washing my hair all that much. And here's the deal. Our hair is resilient. It can take a lot of experimentation, a lot of product using, a lot of treatments, and sometimes just outright neglect. But it's never too late to hit the reset button with clarifying detox shampoo from Way. So before I did my detox with Way, my hair was feeling dingy and crusty and my gray hairs were raging. Oh my God. But after using Waze Detox Shampoo, I am telling you, my hair is bouncing. She is shiny. She is youthful. And she is kicking those gray hair butts. Okay, I mean, listen, they're still there. They're gray hairs after all. They're less prominent than they were before. So you can reset your hair and scalp with a clarifying detox shampoo from Way. Use once a week to neutralize product buildup, oil, dirt, and hard water from your hair and scalp without stripping away moisture. You want to keep that moisture in. A combination of apple cider vinegar and carotene exfoliates and balances your scalp, plus smooths frizz and creates a lustrous shine. Best of all, it's great for all hair types, even hair treated with keratin, chemicals, colors, or a Brazilian blowout and it's got this gorgeous fragrance that completely hides the smell of apple cider vinegar you can't smell it at all it's infused with their dreamy signature melrose place fragrance it's got rose a little lychee cider wood white musk etc it's delish and i love this way was created by celebrity hairstylist jen atkin she's a queen to create the first socially connected hair care brand and don't forget to explore their full collection of cruelty sulfate and paraben free hair care body and fragrance products and also speaking of way i actually discovered it when i was taking a shower in my mom's shower i was like what is this fancy gorgeous amazing smelling shampoo and you know when it gets to the end where it's like very little is left in the bottle? You can tell it's like special. So when you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with the Way Detox Shampoo. Go to theway.com. It's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. And use my code Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, to get 15% off your entire purchase. Again, that's theway.com t-h-o-u-a-i.com and use that code taylor t-a-y-l-o-r and now back to the podcast i think her boyfriend her fiance i should say i think he's a a, a, a good force in her life right now okay that makes me happy because my fear too now is oh wonderful we went from the controlling dad to now like the boyfriend fiance soon to be husband like i don't mean to be a dick but like please god tell me that they're gonna have a prenup Jeez. Yeah, I mean, she he's referenced the prenup. She's referenced it. Okay. You know, I've met him one time. I obviously post about it. People always say, like, what did you get? Do you get good vibes, bad, bad vibes? And I've, you know, talked with lots of people, Sam Lefty, different, different people. Yeah. And there, I do believe you can get vibes off people. Yeah. Um, you know, the vibe I got from him, he's not the smartest tool in the shed. Good, and actually. I like that. Yes, me too. And yeah. 
And this is not, there's no way when he got cast as a model in her music video back in 2015 or 2016 that he thought, okay, I'm going to become her co-conservator. I'm going to keep this conservatorship going. No, we know from Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore (laughs) way back in the day, the magazines taught me when I was 12 years old that a woman in her close to her forties and a man in his twenties are at their sexually most compatible if they're heterosexual. And that is, so I'm like, they're a match made in heaven right now, baby. They're probably having banging sex okay good okay good because I'm just like that's been another thing for me I'm like oh my god she's gonna go right into another situation where she's gonna be used and controlled and it just no but Taylor I want to tell you something we got it and this is something I've been telling all the people who slide into my dms with the same fear and don't take it the wrong way but we as feminists as people who fought for Britney's freedom we have to let Britney yeah, we have to trust Brittany and we have to let her make mistakes because the right. last time she made mistakes, she ended up in a fucking conservatorship right. being chased by 70,000 people in an ambulance. So she needs to be able to live her life. She's going to be 40 this December. Damn. She Her kids are almost teenagers. She hasn't yeah. had them, you know, so it's time to let truly in the words of Chris Crocker, it's time to leave Brittany alone. Man, and, what a prophet, huh? Yeah, what, what a, a prophet. prophet? <laughs> oh my God. Where is Chris Crocker these days. He did porn at one point. He said he's oh. around. Oh, well, I hope he's on OnlyFans. Really on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. So this is good news. We can all breathe. And you're right. Just let Britney live. I also have to say one more thing though about letting her live. The Instagram. Yes. Do we feel like she's now fully in control of it? Do we feel... And like, listen, to be honest, I don't think that my Instagram necessarily reflects exactly who I am. Same with my wife. Same with some friends of mine. I have friends that I love. I fucking hate them on Instagram. Same. So Instagram's not necessarily like an accurate portrayal of our brand or even of who the hell we are. So... Is that what's going on with Britney's Instagram? Like, you know, it's so hard to say. Sam's good friend has mentioned, not even speculated. He said, I can tell you for a fact, he says, imagine if you just got your Instagram back. And he just <laughs> said this just a few weeks ago. Right, right. Which right. leads me to believe she has not had access this entire time. Right. Um, so yeah, so he said she she he said, imagine someone just got their Instagram and he was being very, you know, foreshadowy type, but he's like, what would they do if they hadn't seen Instagram in many years? How would they act? So he was alluding, and then he said, and then also if they have a company who can post on your behalf, there might be some confusion. So he alluded to basically Britney has now gotten some control of her Instagram back. Got it. And but still that the obviously the point is until the conservatorship is terminated right we don't know but once that happens we will get a much better sense of you know i think the real britney is the cute you know when she's dancing in her bikini with the short little red hair showing off her engagement ring and like that feels very britney right the weird um you know staring into the cameras and the same pictures over and over i don't know what that was about that and feels I, I reckon, like a manipulative narrative that somebody else is trying to push yeah and, it, yeah. and if it was her because she was just so bored and so overly medicated also that's the thing too like i've been overly medicated dealing with cancer right. and i would get online and post stupid shit so right, i have right. a lot of sympathy for her just as someone who's gone through a, a mini version of that where i've had to live with my parents give over my finances you know and deal with this with an actual life or death situation right so 
so I do, I, I relate to her. So I just feel like it's just not that big of a deal. You know, like her Instagram, she'll get it back when she's free next, uh, in what is it now it's October. So next month, yeah, she'll get it. She'll be free. You know? And what do you think the first thing we're going to get from Brittany? Is it going to be like a serious interview with like an Oprah? Is it going to be like an Instagram live? Is it going to be like a post? Like, what do you think we're going to get once she is quote unquote free? I think she'll, I think we'll get a break. I think she's going to take a proper break. Okay. I think she's going to take a proper break where she can leave that fucking house. I imagine she'll probably sell that house that she's yeah. been imprisoned in. Literally. I think she will have a beautiful wedding. I hope she uh, foster. I really hope she fosters her friendship with Paris Hilton. Me too. Do, <laughs> we, really... do we trust? I had a moment at the VMAs where um, somebody was asking Paris for a quote about everything that's going on with Britney. And then she and... talked about her engagement. I just kind of was like, wait, so are we still fucking frenemies or is this like a legit, like you support your girl? I don't know. It just kind of felt, and I've heard the most amazing things about Paris. So I'm not yeah. trying to come for either one of them. I'm just saying like, is that some, is, do you think that would be mentally healthy for Brittany to be friends with I Paris? I do. I think out of anyone, you, you have to think the amount of people in the world who can relate to Britney Spears Very is small. so small that she could trust who doesn't have something to gain from her. Right. If you think about it, that list of people is, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, um, maybe Kate Hudson because she grew up with a famous mother. I mean, it's a small list of people right. who really understand this level of, you know, wealth, fame, notoriety, uh, bad stuff that happened in your life, which Paris Hilton can, re you know, uh, yeah. uh, can relate to. And also Paris's parents. I mean, Kathy and Rick way better than Jamie Lynn exactly. or, or Den Lynn and Jamie. But also they, tra they traumatized her when they set her off to that school. So yeah. that they so Paris has experienced a bit of controllingness from her parents as well, yeah. for sure. And um, yeah, okay, fine. I support the friendship. Okay. Well, I do think Brittany, I will say this. I think Brittany will come back for sure. I think she's going to take a break and I think she will do a, an explosive something. I don't know if it's going to be a book or an Oprah, but she's going to do an explosive something. And then I think she's going to come back. And my prediction is a bit Eilish sounding album. Oh, honey, I am so. Do we think? Okay, yeah, that was my last question. Will she make music again? And if so, will she go back on tour again? Does Britney actually love to work, or is she traumatized from everything she's been through in the last thirteen years? Or God, the whole time? Who knows? The whole time, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting. We will have to wait to hear what she says about that because if we are to see like the rehearsal footage, even of the domination tour that she didn't want to do, the one where she was not just good, she was fucking great. Yeah. She was killing it in those foot in those rehearsal footage, killing. you know, videos. She I, I equate it to like an Olympic athlete. She's yeah. like an Olympic athlete when it comes to this ability. So I don't think it's ever gonna go away for her. I think it's the way she exercises. I think it's the way she expresses herself. Mm -hmm. My good friend Jen Zabrowski always says like her her form of language is through movement, Britney's is. Yeah. And it's you know she she does yoga. She's very in tune to that spiritual side. So I think she'll get back into it, but I don't think she, you know, it'll be on her terms. And that's what her lawyer also said could she retire if she wanted to from a financial standpoint or has she been completely depleted because of this conservatorship well it is suspicious that her her net worth is considered around 60 million dollars which i know sounds like a ton of money and obviously yes. anyone could probably retire off of 60 million dollars so especially at 40 years old so i'm sure right. she could do that and be fine but the most shocking thing is when you look at other celebrities net worths who have done similar things just like her peers or even peers that are beneath her, you know, and you see their net worth and, you know, she should be there right around there with Taylor Swift, Swift who came yeah. out 10 years later than her. 
you know, she should be on that level of cataloging money and music and all that stuff. But, you know, there's 19 businesses opened up under her uh, conservatorship that have all just kind of disappeared and and they would take money. And so there's a lot of um, suspicious activity. I don't think Britney's money driven at all. I think if you were to tell her, you know, five years ago, hey, we can get you out of this and you have to work at McDonald's for four days a week for minimum wage, but you're free completely to do what you want. She would have taken it, you know. Right. I think it's a good, it's a, it's a lesson that money and fame does not mean anything if you can't have control and happiness. A fucking man. And it makes me wonder how many people in the business have a lot more of a similar journey to Britney than we even realize. Well, that's the good part about the free Britney movement and why I don't feel like such a goofy fan is because it is leading to bigger, um, changes, you know, and then the LA probate court system is really fucked up because there are so many rich old people in LA and it's, it's screwed over many people. And just, uh, I think it was this past week, uh, our governor in California signed a bill that's going to protect conservatives and more of their rights. So we're making changes beyond just um, Britney Spears and just being like a diehard stand. This is actually making uh, government changes to a system that has proven itself time and again to be corrupt. Damn, Jared. What a fucking podcast. Oh my God. Die for you. You are (laughs) delightful and smart and funny and your energy. I don't usually meet people with my energy, honey. I'm, I'm sweating over here. I love it. I do. <laughs> Jared, you are the fucking best. Thank you for everything. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I just like, pff, it's, it's amazing. Incredible. We, I feel like we're just scratching the surface here, honey. I need to make you come back and really, I mean, like, I want to go through her entire fucking family tree. You Let's know what I mean? Baby. Okay. You're going to have to come back and do that. Yeah. Will, well, we will definitely come back after November 12th. We'll do a okay. touch base and then we'll do it and we'll talk babe. Because we got lots to talk about. I'm just trying to figure out, like, okay, so who do I fucking hate for her? Because I'm a loyal bitch. And, like, who <laughs> do I need to be, like, nice to? Like, for example, the fiancé. Okay, I'll back off the fiancé. I'll, I'll take your... Here's our Britney, here's our free Britney kind of mindset to keep, because there's a lot of inner drama, uh, drama fighting. Our mindset yeah. is this. If Britney hasn't spoken out or filed any reports against him right now in the immediate thing to her conservatorship, or they haven't been exposed in a really rough light in the documentary, we're not worried about him right now. So, you know, her, okay. her boyfriend hasn't done anything to her. Okay. And even people like Sam Lefty and Adnan, even yeah. though they're foolish and horrible and trying to clear their name for their own interests and probably wanting to become friends with her again when she's out, which why would she go backtrack to that time in her life? That's so right. stupid. To right. go back when you were 26 years old and hang out with the people you, yeah, that's so dumb. Um, so those people, we just don't think about. The people we are actively mad at are the team conservatorship led by James Spears. We can be peripheral mad at Jamie Lynn Spears for being such a little psycho bitch on Instagram. What up with that? What the we fuck? We don't know. That, I mean, that's going to be a whole nother episode. Honestly, we'll go you for and another I could hour. just do a deep dive on <laughs> Jamie Lynn. Yes. Little bitch. Which we might do. We, we, <laughs> might, we might need to do. <laughs> no, no, no. I think, I think that we can just do like, like Mama Lynn can kind of just be like an aside on that one. But like, I need to really get into the fucking, like, that's your sister. Girl, that's your big sis. Like, man. 
Although I guess I know some families who are pretty fucked up. So yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. I mean, some families are great, and then some families are fucking bullshit. Maybe this is a fucking bullshit family. So That's well, I'm like. pretty sure. Anyway, Jared, thank you so much for joining me. Just so entertaining, so fabulous. You're so wonderful. You guys follow Jared if you don't already at Jared Lips on Instagram, and then you have a podcast back on air with Jared Lipscomb. And I'm yes. assuming you cover this and everything. Yes, else. my new season that I'm on right now is all free Britney. So it's like the nitty gritty details. If you if you need even more of a fix than what we just gave you, then yeah. that's where you'll get the fine print, if you will. Jared, you're awesome. Thank you so you much for joining Taylor. me. Thanks so much for having oh. me. And thanks for, um, you know, everyone who's, who's doing this and spreading the news is part of the Free Britney movement and has a hand in Britney's freedom on November Good. 12th. So thank you for bringing it to your listeners because oh. everyone should, you know, this is a case of human rights issues. So Totally. And it's a and it's the princess of pop. So, bitch, we got oh. to. <laughs> Pretty, I love you. I'm sorry, I love you. Okay, guys, that's it for us this week. Have a fucking great one. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This one and Jared's. That is how you guys show us that you love us. So, rate, review, and subscribe. It takes a second. It means everything to us. And uh, hey, if you don't follow me at Taylor Strecker, uh, that's it for us this week. Have a great one, guys. Until next week. Bye, girl. Bye.